Hello and welcome to the Court Jester, your weird window into the most absurd side of the Middle Ages. I am your host, Cleopathenu, medievalist and storyteller, and today's story is called The Crane. It is a story about a bird, but not only a bird, so the usual content warnings apply. It was written several hundred years ago, and the concepts of consent were quite different back then as was the concept of gender, so be prepared for some very specific gender roles, gender representations, and the types of interactions that you are probably used to by now if you have been following the podcast for a while. If this is not what you want to hear today, that's perfectly understandable and we will not hold it against you. You can give this one a skip and come back when you're feeling a bit saucier, but... If you think that you can consume this content in context, let's go find out what happened to that crane. Our story begins, as usual, with a rich man who had a very pretty daughter. Now, this rich man was not very smart, but he was smart enough to know that his daughter is probably his most precious belonging. So he not only took care of her, but he forbade her from seeing anyone unless it was absolutely necessary. The poor girl was spending her days in the highest room of the tower, being tended to by her nurse, who was a person of her father's confidence, and a very good woman altogether. It only just gets boring when you only see one person at a time. But not knowing anything else of the world, the girl didn't complain much, and one day, as her nurse was putting together her breakfast, the nurse realized she had forgotten something. And cursing herself for her bad, bad memory, she stopped whatever she was doing and ran back to the cellar to get what was missing. And in so doing, she forgot the tower door open. It was a bright, warm spring day, and the girl was at the top of the tower, as she usually was, looking at the world go by from the top window. And she saw a young man coming out of the forest and passing by the castle, carrying in his hand a bird, a crane. And she was very excited and shouted at him, Hey, good man, what is this that you have on your hand? My lady, he said, it's a crane, I just got it. It's a very nice bird, she told him. If only I had some money and I would buy it of you. I'm sure you have something you can buy it for, my lady, because I did kill it to sell it, said the young man. But tell you what, I will give it to you for a fuck. A fuck, said the lady. Well, that's unfortunate because I do not have one. Oh, I'm sure you have a fuck, said the young man. I definitely, most certainly assure you, sir, I do not. And I wish I did, because if I had any fucks to give, I would genuinely give them to you, one, two, as many as you wish, just to get that crane. I'm not looking to be cheap about this. I just don't have any. And if you don't believe me, the door is open. Come upstairs and see for yourself. I'll let you look around my room. If you find any fucks, they're yours. The young man didn't have to be told twice. Very quickly, dragging the crane, he climbed up to the room, closed the door behind him, and looked at her as she told him again, There are no fucks here. Go, search, have a look, please be my guest, open the cupboards, look under the bed, look under the mattress, there are no fucks. He did look, 
He didn't find anything under the bed, under the mattress, not in the cupboard either. And then he looked at her and said, Well, my lady, maybe you have something under your skirt. Now remember, this girl knows nothing of the world. You think? She said. Well, don't just sit there, go look. Again, he didn't have to be told twice. He put her on the bed, spread her legs, and there he found a fuck. Oh my, you sure are searching very hard, said the girl as he was going about his business. Oh my lady, I found a fuck, he said. Don't you worry, I'm getting my payment for my crane now. And so she let him have his payment, and when he was done, he left her the crane, got dressed, and got away, giggling as he went. Great doing business with you, said the lady, and was left admiring the bird that she was dreaming to have for supper. Soon later, her nurse came back. What is this? she said, looking at the crane. This is a crane, and I just bought it, you won't believe it, for the price of just one fuck, said the lady to the maid. Woe is me, said the nurse. What happened? Was someone here? What do you mean a fuck? What did I do? How did I... Oh my God! Did I really leave the door open and allow this to happen? He's going to kill me. The master's going to kill me. How am I going to get away with this? Curses on me. Curses on my memory. Curses on everything I've done that put me in this position. But at least we have a crane and we're going to have a glorious supper. You know, there's wisdom in these words. Because bad things will happen, but bad things are less bad when they happen with good food on the side. So the maid, wisely, went off to the kitchens to find what they had in stock to make sure that they make a really good gravy, a good sauce to go with a crane. And she was mumbling to herself on their way out. Should it be pepper sauce, or maybe butter, or maybe garlic sauce? I think garlic will be best suited to the occasion. And thus her mind was taken from the misery that she brought upon herself, and while she was going about her business... Her lady went back onto the window, and she saw the young man again, who was lingering about because he's been having a very good day so far. Hey, you! You! she called. Who, me? said the young man. Yes, you! Yes, you! Listen, I'm going to need you to do something for me. What do you need, my lady? said the young man. Well, I was just talking to my nurse, and she was very angry that you took my fuck away, and she, she, she doesn't seem pleased at all, and that I don't like to see her that unhappy, so I would like you very much, please, to come up here and give me back my fuck, and you can have your bed. Don't mind if I do, said the young man, and quickly he made his way up to her rooms and put her fuck back where he found it. When he was done, he didn't stay, but on the way out he did grab the bed and took it away with him, telling her, look, since I gave the payment back, it's only fair that I get my bird now, to which she agreed. And so him and his crane were gone. The maid returned. What is the bird, she said. Oh, that's okay, I handled it, said the girl. I called the guy back and told him to unfuck me, so he put the fuck back where he found it, and because he gave the payment back, I let him keep the bird for, you know, for a good trade. Why did they give me to you? Why did they give you to me? said the nurse, and started making such a display of her grief. He's going to have my head. He's going to have my house. Your father's going to kill me. How? How are we going to keep this secret? And on top of everything, we also lost the crane. Here I am, failing at watching you, and failing at dinner too. But there's an old saying, isn't there? 
the careless shepherd feeds the wolf. Well, there I am, careless, and you fed to the wolves, but me unfed, because the crane is gone. Oh, woe is me. Woe is the both of us. And that, dear listeners, was the story of the crane, a quite typical for Blio, much like others that we're used to. If you liked what you heard, consider subscribing to The Court Jester in all good places that host podcasts, including the one that you're listening to it now. And rate us and spread the word. Tell everyone you know. For those of you curious about my sources, the translation that I'm using is in the show notes. And I've also put links to the Court Jester social media where you can come and talk with me about this story or any other story of the podcast or any other topic medieval of your interest. And lastly, before I leave you, I want to remind you that the Court Jester is the labour of love of a medievalist and storyteller myself. And if you are appreciating what I'm doing, consider supporting the podcast on Patreon. You'll get access to bonus episodes, additional material and other good things, and I will get a sense of achievement that I don't otherwise get in my life, and the ability to bring you more stories from the Middle Ages. On that note, let me take a moment to thank our newest patrons, Indy and Jan Mahalek. I hope I did pronounce that right. Thank you both. You did give me a tremendous sense of achievement. I'm glad you're enjoying what I'm doing. And to the rest of you, thank you for listening. Until next time.